Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 61 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes. I have a great show planned for you this week. Um, holiday cruises have, have always been something that uh, that interests me, and uh, I'm not I'm not talking about the, the Halloween on the high seas or very many time themed cruises. I do love those, but I'm specifically talking about cruising on the actual holiday. Personally, I think it'd be a lot of fun to be on board on Christmas Day. I, I don't think my wife would ever go for that, but uh, I think it would be a really fun experience. Um, but another holiday that I, I'd really love to experience on board is New Year's Eve. Uh, obviously, we just turned the calendar over to 2020, so I, I was hoping to talk with someone who had just sailed on a New Year's Eve cruise so I could get an idea of what that experience is like. And as luck would have it, I found that Disney travel expert and co-author of the Unofficial Guides to Disney Cruise Line, Aaron Foster, was on the fantasy for New Year's Eve and was kind enough to join me on my show. I can't wait to chat with her, so let's get to it. Hi, Aaron. Thanks so much for coming on. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming. Um, so before before we get uh, to the book and your cruise, I, I've I first want to, I'm going to throw a little curveball to, uh, to you here for Uh-oh. a second. <laughs> I first want to ask you a little bit about your personal travel experiences, kind of okay. in general. I, I I read in your bio on the Unofficial Guides website about your desire to basically experience all the destinations that Disney had to offer. So how long have you had this passion for Disney destinations, and, and how do you think that started? Um, it started because when I was small, I'm very old now, but when I was small, <laughs> there was just... Um, the Magic Kingdom, Walt Disney World, and all of my friends were going, uh-huh. and um, they went a lot. And I went very, you know, like late elementary school, and only went once as a child. Okay. And I still am holding a grudge against my parents. <laughs> so I vowed I would, my own children would never have that horror happen upon them. Um, and so um, I went several times as a young adult, and then when I had my own kids, just started going to Disney World. Um, I wasn't really planned this way, but ended up going like four times in a year, and then it sort of snowballed. Wow. And then, um, you know, I became the the expert in my neighborhood, yeah. which um, ended up me uh, having me get on the mom's panel for the inaugural year, and things just sort of steamboat, snowballed, steam, steamrolled. One of those um, yeah, yeah. after that. Um, so yeah, so I've been very involved in the Disney community um, in a sort of public fashion since 2008. But I've been a, a fan my whole life. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So ha- have you succeeded? Are there are there any 
Disney destinations that <laughs> are, are left for you to experience? What's left is um, I went on an Adventures by Disney trip to China like the year before Shanghai wow. opened, which was poor planning on my part. Um, <laughs> and um, I have not been to the Tokyo, but we are. I have that in the works. Okay. So um, my uh, my twins are now juniors in college, and they're graduation present in, a, in a, about a year is we're going to take them on the Adventures by Disney um, in Japan nice. that goes to the, the Tokyo Disney sites. So oh, wow. that that will be, um, other than Shanghai, which I hope to get back to someday, um, that, that will be sort of the end of my collection of Disney things. Nice. Um, yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, given all that, is, do you have sort of a, a, I guess besides those, is there a bucket list? Do you have a Disney bucket list or are you, do you feel like you've pretty much done it all at this point? Well, you know, it's it's funny. They keep inventing new things. So, <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. So uh, I'm specifically going back um, in a, about 10 days to go on Rise of the Resistance because I haven't been on that oh, yet. Nice, yeah. um, and um, the reviews it, of that are, I, I, know, I can't believe I what people are saying about it. It's a, it's incredible. Tell me anything. I, I have, I, I, yeah, I don't want to know anything so either. much to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've opened a couple of new hotels in the last couple right. months. I haven't stayed at, and I took great pride for a long time that I had stayed at every hotel oh, and wow. now I haven't. And so <laughs> I've got to get back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Awesome. Um, so you, you mentioned the mom's panel. So I, I also read in your bio that you were kind of a, a charter member of that. Was it, was it a thing when you first joined or did, you know, did you kind of help kick that off or? I was one of the kickoff people, but, okay. um, it, it started in, in 2008, um, when social media was really just becoming a thing. Like Twitter had, I don't even know if it had started because yeah. I remember our first year we were told, Hey, you guys should join this thing called Twitter, you know, like, yeah. um, so um, they started it because, you know, the Internet and, and uh, chat groups and social media was was just becoming a thing. And they started advertising um, on I, I read my I read the ad on all ears back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, Disney's looking for a few good moms if you're the expert in your neighborhood or whatever and you want to help Disney and be on their website. Yeah. Um, you're like, oh, that's me. Fly. And so <laughs> I just like – like my kids were sitting there watching Hannah Montana and <laughs> I applied and I didn't know what it was. And you know, I made it through several rounds and, and got on the very first year, which was amazing. And we didn't know even at the time that they had to cut – I think it was after ten or 15,000 applications, they had to cut wow. it off. and. You know, I, I, I feel very fortunate that I got in not knowing how much of a thing it was because yeah. I think I would have been intimidating. But um, <laughs> it was truly incredible. And it, it obviously changed my life because yeah. it turned into a whole it segued into a, a really a career for me. Sure, so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, eternally grateful for the Moms panel. That's awesome. So how long were you a panelist for? Um, I wrote uh, answers off and on for four years. They cycle people on okay. and off. You know, they want to get a good balance of ages of kids and geography sure, yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So um, I, I answered questions for four years. Very cool. And there's a, you know, there's a possibility someday I might go back. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that'd be awesome. Um, so as I mentioned, Aaron is a co-author of the Unofficial Guide to Disney Cruise Line. The The 2020 version is out now. You can pick up your copy on Amazon. And, and I have to say, if you're a, a first-time cruiser, or even if you're a, an experienced cruiser, you definitely want to get your hands on one of these books. They're 
really well put together and just include all the information you could possibly need. It has charts, deck plans, maps, stateroom layouts, pictures, literally everything that you could possibly want to know. Um, so they're, they're really great. So when, when was the first unofficial guide that you, uh, that you did and, and how did you first get started? The first unofficial guide, um, came out in 2014. So this is the seventh edition now, um, annually. And, and I was sort of very graciously invited to tag along on, on, uh, Lentesta's little experiment. So I have, um, worked for, uh, touringplans.com and, and, uh, Lentesta, who also does the unofficial guide to Disney world, um, for about eight and a half years now, I've written for their blog and done some research and fact checking and that sort of thing for them. And he wanted to, um, expand his books, you know, from just Walt Disney World and he does some Disneyland um, into the cruise space. And he's like, hey, do you want to help me write this? And I was like, okay, sure. Um, (laughs) And um, so I was sort of the... uh, the, the the B team for a couple of years and I've in the last maybe three years I've segued into really um I'm I'm sort of the lead author now and he yeah. does he does a lot of the um like the financial analysis about sure, when yeah. to book and that sort of stuff but but um I would say at this point most of the other stuff is me okay and so when you started like what how do you how do you even start in a you know information gathering process for everything that you could possibly need to know about. I mean, it just seems like such an overwhelming task. How do you sort of really, really you know, break it down? Um, we were very fortunate in that Len had, uh, you know, the relationship with, with the publishers of the unofficial guides. And uh-huh. so they have, um, templates and they have editors that work on a lot of, um, they don't just do the unofficial guides. They do a lot of travel guides for oh, other okay other types of things. So they had a lot of advice and Len had obviously a decade of experience writing the, uh, Disney world unofficial guide. Mm-hmm. So he knew the types of things that, that people want to know about. They want to know about their lodging. They want to know about their food. Sure. They want to know how much it's going to cost. Obviously, yeah. uh, they want to know, you know, if something is right for their family, how to, how to take, you know, the, the unofficial guide and that, sorry, the touring plans, you know, sort of motto is, save time, save money, have uh-huh. fun, right. you know? So right. what are the things that somebody needs to know in order to do that? So cool. Um, yeah. So sort of a blueprint for it. Right. Nice. So do you, I mean, do you cruise often and when you're on them, are, are they fun? Are you, you know, are you researching? <laughs> do you have to take notes? Is it a combination of both? I what do it? take notes. Yeah. Um, how often do I go there? I think one year I went on five, um, oh, wow. but most years it's probably, I do, three maybe and Lynn does another two and you know we we try to um break it up so at least one of us is on every ship say every 18 months or so and if there's a new like when they did um like the quebec trips last year he made sure to get on that and um he actually came on right after uh he did that cruise and i got to talk to him a little bit about that so that was pretty cool so we sort of divide up different different parts of the world and and we make sure we get on the ships after there's been a major refurb or that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and am I having fun? I'm, I'm having fun and I'm working all the time. I was yeah. just uh, trying to figure out when the last time I was on a vacation that didn't have at least some <laughs> Disney component. And I want to say like my kids who are like my daughter, who's now in law school was probably in elementary school. Oh, the wow. last time that happened. So, <laughs> oh, um, it's always fun, but yeah, like, right. you know, we went to Hawaii, we went to Olani, yeah. you know, I went to San Francisco, I went to the Disney family museum. Yeah, you know, it's sure. like, 
you gotta kind of get it in there. Definitely. You know? <laughs> no, I agree. Yep. Absolutely. So obviously a new one of these books, um, comes out every year. So is it, I mean, same, same type thing for gathering new information. Like how do you, how do you stay current on, um, you know, everything that's changing? Cause uh, I mean, things do change quite a bit. Yeah, and, they and do. Pretty quickly. Um, so like I said, Lynn or I is make sure that we're on the ships pretty, pretty constantly. Yeah. Um, I have Google alerts for every possible thing that could be related to Disney Cruise Line. I'm in every Facebook group that's yep. related to Disney Cruise Line. And actually, the moms panelists, we have our own sort of private Facebook group where we chat and like they all go on cruises. And, oh, cool. um, you know, I always have my ear to the ground. So literally, like the day I send the draft of this year's to the editor, I'm already starting to compile notes for the next year's. And so I have a running. Google Doc every year sure, of, yeah. um, you know, every day I see, oh, they changed the price at Palo or, oh, some procedure changed or, you know, I mean, I'm just constant, like literally every day I yeah. monitor the news yeah. and I see what happens. And then, um, you know, so that's good for updates on, on things like prices or changes in menus or that sort of thing. But right. then I also look at what kinds of questions people are asking or what kinds of things people are happy or unhappy about. And so that would give maybe give an idea about um, a new section to write. So like we added a lot more about shopping and photography this year because we were getting a lot of, I was seeing a lot of questions, people not understanding like how the photographers on board work and how much is it and why does it cost so much and mm -hmm. do I have to do it and all that sort of thing. So we added a section on that because I had seen a lot of chatter over the last year, people just being confused about that. Cool. So yeah. Nice. So the, I, I, if I remember, the book usually comes out kind of first, uh, you know, early December. So when does right, actually yeah. the, the writing, you know, start happening? Is that the, kind of all the, year or is there mm, a time frame for it? You know, like I said, I'm constantly, um, you know, compiling notes and, yeah. and making outlines and jotting down ideas. Almost every day I do something like that. Um, the Most of the writing happens during the summer, um, and then we need to get it in pretty good shape in October for um, to go to the printer. Mm -hmm. And then once it's at the printer, it needs to get printed and distributed to bookshops and that sort of thing. So it comes out usually in early December, the last several years. Sure. Um, so that, you know, that process of I'm, I'm completely done with it is sometime in October and then about six, seven weeks later, it'll be on, on the shelves. Okay. Um, but most, most of the writing happens during the summer. Sure. Okay. So do you, do you enjoy, you know, doing a new one every year? Or does it, does it, you know, at some point does it become work rather than um, something that you like doing? It gets a little easier every yeah. year, oh, actually. Okay. Um, because, you know, the first couple of years we were like, does this work? Does this not work? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's actually more fun now a little oh, because nice. it's less, because it's less stressful, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Cool. So you mentioned um, the you know the photography and I forget one other thing you mentioned, but what, shopping, shopping, yeah. yeah. So what else is new in the in the twenty twenty guide? Um, well, I mean, we've always we always update um, new ports, mm -hmm. prices. Um, trying to think, we you know as much as we know about the new ships, which is truly not as much as we want to know. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot more about whether. Um, you should be going on a Disney cruise at all, or whether you should go to Disney world or a different cruise line, uh -huh. you know, it, some people get sort of sticker shock, whether it's sure, worth it yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just try to, 
beef up and fine tune everything every year, you know? Sure. Yeah. So you mentioned the Disney wish, I guess I, I, I kind of wanted to just get your, your general reaction on, you know, the, the Disney wish and kind of any expectations that you have or anything particular that you're hoping for with, with the new ship. Um, I don't know what, I mean, I'm sure it will be, it will be beautiful. Yeah. I mean, Disney Avalanche does a great job with that. I hope that, um, I hope there are more options for larger families, which I, I think will happen. Mm. Um, it's really hard. I mean, I'm a family of five and, sure, yeah. um, it, there aren't that many cabins that sleep a family of five. Right. Um, and so, um, we actually ended up sailing, um, concierge ones when my kids were little because we didn't want to get too rooms and it was hideously expensive. And, you know, now that, now that my kids are older, we, we get to state rooms, but, um, you know, there are situations, there are a lot of situations where you can't get to state rooms. Like you need a person who's like at least sometimes 18, sometimes 21, depending on the composition of the family, um, to, to have someone older in the second state room. And let's say you're a single parent and you've got four kids or five kids and you want to break them up by gender or something, you literally can't do that unless you sail concierge. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that Disney fixes that, um, which I, I expect that they will. Um, what do I hope? I hope there are more, um, more places for kids to, to do physical things. Mm. I mean, I think in the kids clubs, they, they try their best to have, parachute games and hula hooping and dance parties and that sort of thing. But, but little kids are indoors a lot when they're moving. And I hope that there's maybe a little bit more outdoor space, like yeah. a, like a kitty sized rock wall or, you know, something outdoors that is motion, you know, that where kids yeah. can move their bodies a little more. That's just one thing that I, I would love to see. Yeah. I really like that idea. Especially, I mean, I have two, you know, small kids myself, so I think that would be a, a great addition, uh, to, to the, to the new ship. So, uh, let's, let's move on to your, your cruise, your, your new year's Eve cruise. So what was the, what was the specific itinerary <laughs> that you sailed? Um, we went to Tortola and St. Thomas and Castaway Key. Awesome. So it was seven nights, but um, only three port stops. Yeah, right. Okay. And so you had a couple days at sea in there, obviously. So yeah. what are some things that, that you like to do around the ship on your on your sea days? Uh, my family is very, very, very competitive at trivia. <laughs> nice. We take our trivia very seriously <laughs> in all forms. Um, yep. We aim to be the best. How do you um, fare at the trivia? <laughs> Some days good, some days bad. Um, <laughs> we actually did not do particularly well on this trip. Usually we win at least one or two, and okay. we did not win this time. Oh, and wow. We were shamed. Those uh, are we hard were. to win. So even if, you know, if yeah. you've ever won before, that's something to uh, to be proud of because it's um, not easy. Yeah. No. It, 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 and some people, like, I think they study. You know, it's not Jeopardy, <laughs> people. It's a cruise. Have fun. Right. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, we play a lot of bingo. My daughter, Josie, is really obsessed with bingo, and it's very expensive, and it hurts my husband's brain, but we play a lot of bingo. Nice. Um, and we try to take time to, you know, we bring we bring silly board games and card games and stuff, and we try to oh, cool. take it take it easy, you know? I mean, yeah. um, my, my kids are... Um, my kids are older now. They're in college, and my, my oldest one is uh, in grad school, and so, you know, our time together is precious so we we try to do things like we can do together yeah yeah definitely yeah 
So do you do those things like in your stateroom or do you find places around the ship to hang out and you um, know, play usually, these games? So? Usually we find places around the ship, yeah. usually one of the lounges um, or, um, yeah, usually like in, um, you know, O'Gills or, or whatever the sports bar is, depending on whatever the ship is, um, there's a there's a table that you can sort of take over to play a game or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did, did your did your kids it sounds like you 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 started taking them from a, a pretty young age, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, so this is actually something I've been curious about. So as as they got older and they continued to you know to sail with Disney, did did they just kind of you know did, did they look forward to every every cruise that they would go on? You know, I I sometimes worry that my kids are gonna kind of outgrow the the experience, but. Well, it's different. It's different every time. And yeah. I got I, into all, all, all truth told, my first Disney cruise was horrible because oh, wow. I think my kids were too young, oh, actually. Okay. Um, and one of my daughters was in a very like separation anxiety phase, like, oh, do okay, not yeah. leave me here, mommy. And <laughs> I was seasick and I like I had just not prepared. And yeah. it was several years before my, you know, my husband sort of enticed me back on a ship. Uh, and so. Yeah, I mean, the kids' clubs aren't for every kid, and they weren't for mine at the beginning. But um, then they lo- started to love the the kids' clubs, and um, you know, they're they're different each time. Like Edge is different than Vibe, which right. is different from engineer stuff. And now they're you know they they can go anywhere. Um, my kids actually, um, two of them are not as keen anymore to go to Disney World mm-hmm. because it's. Sometimes it's crowded or hot yeah, or yeah. whatever, but they're all actually quite eager still to go on the oh, cruises, nice. which is nice. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I remember it, the 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 biggest adjustment for me was when I turned eighteen, and now I, you know I could no longer go to you know to any of the um, the teen spaces, but you also you know weren't really an adult, so you were kind of in this awkward in between phase where you could yeah. just kind of. You could hang out in the adult spaces, but, um, you know, you couldn't participate in a lot of the, uh, adult things. So it's, um, I, I think, I think one thing that would be nice for, uh, you know, for the, for the wish or for ships going forward is kind of for that 18 to 21 year age, if they could that, find some stuff. That's a fabulous for, idea. Yeah. Fabulous, fabulous, some... fabulous. My, my twins are 20 right now. And so we're exactly, oh, perfect. Yeah. We're exactly in that zone and it's great because they have each other. Of course. But yeah. If they didn't. It's wacky. I, I it was is. once, um, I was in, um, vibe one time during, um, you know, when it was open house and yeah. I was just, like just taking pictures and asking people questions and stuff. And there was a family that came in and they had, um, a 17 year old and an 18 year old that were cousins and they were sailing together and they were like, yeah, we're here to sign up. And they're like, nope, no can yeah. do. Ugh. And there was like nothing they could do right. together, and, which yeah. is incredibly frustrating. It's very yeah. frustrating. Yeah. I feel like that, that age group is sort of the, the forgotten group because, yeah. you know, the, everything else is catered towards specific age groups, you know, from a little baby to a full grown adult, but that 18 to 21 year oh range you know there's there's not a whole lot for them they have the they have the 1820 society that's true uh, yeah but that is true. not it's not a space you know right, they're exactly sort of shuttled around different places so for sure yeah. it's a yeah. never never land yeah. yeah so yeah even like a, a hangout space would be pretty cool for them i like it i like yeah. it let's write to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's do you probably have a little more pull than i do so mm-hmm. you can pass it off as your own I have idea zero pull, okay. trust me. <laughs> <laughs> negative pull <laughs> I like that. So, uh, any any exciting port adventures in Tortola or St. Thomas? 
Um, we did nothing. Oh, I nice. love doing nothing. Um, yeah. I my, actually do too. Um, I had been to, uh, I had been to St. Thomas several times, yeah. so I, we didn't really have an agenda there. Um, we just walked around, um, Tortola, I had never been to, um, my husband took two of my daughters to, to the beach that they said was fabulous. But, um, one of my other daughters and I were like, we just want to explore. Mm-hmm. So we walked for like a couple hours and we were looking around and we went to the, um, the little botanical garden, which was like really sort of rinky dink, but there was a lovely woman that was, um, you know, minding the store and she brought out these turtles for us to play with and, um, taught us about some like the native vegetation. And we happened upon that. And then we were really looking to see how, um, you know, how the buildings were faring from hurricane uh, stuff and they were really rebuilding, you know, um, still. And, um, so we just poked around and explored, um, The, the, the Tortola, it's funny, Tortola is one of the islands that uh, my wife and I a couple years ago really wanted to visit, um, and we're excited. We were on an Eastern Caribbean, and then the, you know, the hurricane hit, and they had to, you know, move us to, to St. Martin. So we ultimately never made it to Tortola. We're hoping to get back there someday, but um, I was curious to hear from, you know, from someone who had visited recently how the, you know, how they were making out with all the rebuilds and stuff. I mean, they're, they're making progress, but you yeah. can tell that it was damaged recently. Yeah. You know, okay. I mean, the... There, there are still buildings that are being reconstructed, and you can tell that the vegetation isn't what it used to be. But they're gotcha. they're certainly working on it. Yeah. Okay. Is it a place that you would be interested in visiting again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, just about an hour ago, I was looking at stuff for next winter, and I was like, "There's a we might take the exact same cruise again." Oh, nice. I'm like, I could go back. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> yeah. So, uh, in St. Thomas, do you ever ma- have you ever made your way over to St. John? Uh, no, I think that that's our next, that's our next thing. Oh, okay. The next time we go, we'll, we'll go to St. John. Definitely yeah. recommend that. Yeah. It's, it is beautiful. I mean, St. Thomas is beautiful too, obviously, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's, we took a, a, a catamaran, uh, over there a couple years ago and it, it was, it was really awesome. I definitely recommend getting over there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's your, what's your favorite port of call that you've ever visited with Disney Cruise Line? Um, my favorite, I, I love the Alaska cruise. Love yeah. it. Oh, um, me too. and the um the best excursion i ever did was we um we took a helicopter onto the mendenhall glacier and went dog sledding oh, that's awesome. and it that was that was the best excursion we ever did because yeah. like you're on this helicopter and you're coming in and it looks like you're on you know the ice planet right. hot something right. you know yeah. and the dogs are there and my daughter just like completely bond- they brought out puppies for us to play with <laughs> yeah. on the glacier and it was just <laughs> It was real. That was really incredible. Yeah. And then um, we did the. I've done a couple versions of the Northern European, but we did the one that went to um, to Russia with the. Oh, um, nice. When we were embedded with ABD, and the, they got us like almost two hours in the Hermitage Museum in Saint Petersburg, just wow. our group of like thirty-five people, and. That was really, it really like rocked your world to okay. have that kind of personal attention, you know. So that that was really, really special. Yeah, that's cool. So the the ABD add-ons, I've always wondered. I mean, do you think they're a? a I mean, this is probably a silly question, but do you think they're, they're a good add-on? To, <laughs> right, and they're 
so worth it. I mean, I have, I go to Disney world six times a year. I go on at least three Disney cruises a year. I've done all the parks I've done. You know, I, I'm about as Disney immersed as a human could be. And (laughs) by far my favorite thing that they do is adventures by Disney. Wow. Um, it is, I've been on 10 different ABD things and it's, it's, you know, it's more money than God and worth every penny, you know, oh, wow. I mean, to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, it's like, I, I basically plan things for a living. I plan Disney stuff, right. you know, and, right. um, it's the only time where I don't plan a thing. I just, people ask me, where are you going? What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I know it'll be fabulous. I'm yeah. just going to figure it out when I get there. That's um, really cool. So, I mean, if you, Obviously, you have to think about your own budget. And of course, what, yeah. But if if it works for you, I couldn't recommend it more highly. Yeah. So are the are the ABD add-ons to a Disney cruise? Are are they? I mean, are they on par with you know what you would experience with a standalone adventure by a Disney trip? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you know, some things are a little different in that, like if you're on a sea day and you have the the ABD add-on they're not so in your face, yeah, you know, there course, might be yeah. like a, yeah, yeah. a reception or like a, one time we had a special animation class just for us, that cool. sort of thing. But, you know, on the sea days, it's more like the guides are there to answer any questions yeah. or help you out if you need something. It's more when you're in the ports. Right. Yeah. Definitely understand, you know, the limitations of, you know, being on a ship and everything versus, you know, free range to do whatever. So yeah. I, I was always curious about that because they are, I mean, even the add-ons are, almost as expensive as expensive as a trip so yeah um always wondered about that um what about castaway key what's your uh castaway key strategy are you just kind of a sit and lounge and take it all in kind of person my kids are now old enough so that we can all go to serenity bay which is pretty awesome awesome. (laughs) 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 we were just there just my wife and i the first time uh since we had kids and you can't believe how quiet it is there I, it's my, my husband was not the biggest Castaway Key fan when when the kids were little. Like you're all there's always music, there's always this, and like we were literally sitting there. Like I don't know if it was, it was like thing was New Year's Day, and he was like, "This is nice." <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and we were actually on the Wonder last New Year's Eve. I mean, if, oh, uh, wow. so I have, I have two things to compare it to. But, um, you know, because the, the Wonder is one of the smaller ships, we were actually right. able to get a cabana on oh, Serenity nice. Bay. Oh, wow. New Year's Eve a year ago. And that was pretty awesome. Really um, awesome. Yeah. So, so um, but. Um, and that was on know, New Year's I, Eve or New Year's Day? New Year's said. Day, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, that was just fabulous. Um no, it was. Now I'm looking at my. I have like all these navigators spread out on my floor next to me. Like, that was New Year's Eve. Um, yes, that was New Year's Eve. Um, well, you asked me. Oh, parasailing. That's my favorite. Oh, nice. Day. And I, I'm a chicken, and I don't love heights, <laughs> and I don't love any of those things. But for some oh, wow. reason, parasailing like really speaks to me. It's oh, nice. quiet and relaxing, and the view you can see the, the ship in cool ways and yeah. that's my favorite that is yeah I, I did that on my very first time ever to castaway key and it was it's a really amazing experience um are the are the um cabanas on serenity bay i you know is that experience kind of on par as the on par with the cabanas over on the family beach yeah i've been i've 
been lucky enough to tag along with some friends on, on family cabanas. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Serenity Bay ones are slightly smaller yeah. and they don't include snorkels. Oh, okay. I hope I'm getting that right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it includes, um, you know, rafts and, you know, all the sunscreen and snacks and your private yeah, space yeah, yeah. and you have the attendant to bring you pretty much whatever you want. And right. they gave us a big golf cart right all the way from Serenity Bay yep. right back to the front of the ship, nice, which was yep. really cool, you know. Yep. Oh, the cabanas are a really awesome experience. Um, A lot of fun. So uh, we talked about Port Adventures. Where would you like to see um, Disney sail in the future? You know, we hear rumors about Asia and Australia and that sort of thing. Um, I would love – I mean, I – live 20 minutes from New York City. So I would love to see more of New York during more of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, My understanding is that there's different, um, you know, like lease and licensing agreements and stuff with the ports for different lines. And so I don't know what that's about. Um, But, you know, that for me, I'd like to see more of New York area. um, Just but, you know, different parts of the world. I've been on I've been to most of the most of the arms of Disney at this point. And yeah. so for somebody who's, you know, a heavy duty platinum cruiser, I would like more variety. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Have you cruised out of New York? I have. Yes. Twice. Um, once to Bermuda and once up to, um, uh, you know, Atlantic Canada. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. We did uh, a couple of Novembers ago, we, we cruised out of New York and we did the one down to Castaway Key and then over to Port Canaveral. And that was such a cool experience actually getting off the ship in Florida and then going to Disney World for the day. Right, because yeah. normally when you're getting off at Port Canaveral, like you're, you're done, you're yeah. done, your vacation's <laughs> yeah. over. But it was really cool to, to get off and, you know, bus over to Disney World and then come back late at night and, you know, yeah. set sail again. So that was fun. I, I would definitely do that again. And I'm, 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 I, I'm sure I'll do that one year. Yeah. Def, yeah. I definitely recommend that. I, I think it'd be, I think you're right. I think it'd be cool to have more, um, more opportunities to sail out of New York. I think that'd be fun. So I, I did want to ask you about, um, you know, the New Year's Eve cruise and, you know, the festivities on board. Cause I, I think it would be really fun to be on board for one of these, you know, major holidays. So what could, do they have any special New Year's Eve festivities and, uh, you know, are they throughout the day or does, do things just happen in the evening or how does, how does that all play out? Okay. So I have been on board on, um, on an Easter, on a 4th of July, on Christmas day, on New Year's day, um, and mother's day. So I've been on board for all of those actual holidays. Um, on, and I've done two New Year's Eves now. Um, they start the New Year's Eve stuff like 6.37, maybe like the slot in between the dinners. So I guess it's 7.30. Um, they do like a countdown in the atrium for kids. Oh, nice. So That's if you don't cool. want to, if you don't want to keep your kid yeah. up till midnight or whatever, they do like a fake countdown and the characters are there and they do some songs and there's like a dance party thing. Um, and then you can pretend to your kid that it's midnight and you can tuck them in or send them to the kids club or whatever. And then starting at like 10, 10, 10, 10 30 up on the deck, they have, um, music, you know, I mean, it's like, it's like any of the you know, the pirate show or the right, whatever yeah, they have. Yeah. Um, but there's more glitz and they, 
have characters and they have all of any of musician that's on board, that sort of thing will, will play. And they have a big countdown on the screen and they, they like interview people up on the deck, like guests, just like it's Times Square, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And put it up on the screen. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And then at like 1130, they start to pass out, um, hors d'oeuvres and desserts. And then there's like a champagne toast. So they'll, they'll bring out, it was really, it's really funny because they'll come, the, the waiters will come out with trays, like silver trays. And there are cups that are, there's like a blue thing this time. There was like a blue thing and that's like blue laminate or something. And then there's like sparkling cider that has the cherry in it. And then there's champagne and it's like, it's dark and it's loud and there's so many teenagers and they're all trying to be like, I'm 21. Sure. You know, and like, it's just sort of a free for all. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's, you know, I mean, it's like, there's not huge quantities of alcohol. Of course, yeah. um, you know, it's like a, a little flute of, for a, right, for a toast, right, but, right. but the whole, the whole scene is really amusing. If you have like young adults <laughs> in your zone, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, That's um, funny. you know, it's all in good fun. And, yeah. and, uh, the characters will come out and dance and they're in their like, you know, the tux versions of their costumes and that sort of thing. It's just, it's just, cute. it's fun. You know, um, there's more stuff on other holidays that happens during the day. So like on Christmas day, Santa's in the lobby and they'll wrap presents for you. And on Easter, there's like, you know, like the Easter bunny it wasn't, was it the Easter bunny? No, it was, it was Mickey and Minnie in like golf costumes, but, oh, okay. but there was like Easter stuff <laughs> yeah, and yeah. They, they give, they'll give you a basket to like faux pick up candy along yeah, the trail, you know, I cool. mean, so they do an Easter egg hunt? yeah, I mean, it wasn't an Easter egg hunt. It was more like they would paint your face like a bunny or, you know, there's Easter crafts or whatever. Um, so depending on the holiday, there is sometimes stuff during the day. New Year's Eve is much more evening oriented yeah, yeah which makes sense i mean that's yeah. kind of what i what i assumed it would be do they do um do they do fireworks you know at mm-hmm. the at the at the turn yeah okay. they did awesome fireworks much even more than like pirate night oh, um wow cool so so that w- that was actually really fun yeah yeah that i think that would be what i would most look forward to um because i i mean the fireworks at sea have always kind of mesmerized me i, I they're uh, really cool. It's something I really enjoy about the Disney cruises. So I assume they did a pirate night with fireworks and then also, yeah, they did. They did both. Yeah. Um, yep. So two, uh, two opportunities to do fireworks. So what's your, what's your favorite, uh, holiday that you've spent at sea just based on the Um, festivities? (laughs) Um, it was, I like New Year's Eve. I, I had a really good time. Um, the 4th of July, we were in like Iceland on the 4th of July on the magic and they had, um, like all the food was red, white, and blue. And it was just like weird to be in that part of the world. And they passed out flags to everybody in the atrium and they sang like stuff like Yankee doodle Danny, but also like (laughs) sweet Caroline. And so like the whole atrium is like waving flags. It was just like, it was really, it was a really like positive vibe. Oh yeah. So obviously the, you know, the holiday cruises command uh, a bit of a premium price, uh, I would say. So given, you know, given the the extra cost that it's going to, you know, that you're going to incur, would you recommend a, a New Year's Eve cruise? Or I guess even just a holiday cruise in general. Is it kind of worth, um, the, worth the extra cost? I would not tell you to spend the money just for the holiday aspect of it. Uh-huh. Um. I, 
my kids are older and it's really hard to get them all in the same place at the same time. And I love that when we take them on the cruise, they're not surfing the internet and they're yeah. all stuck in the same cabin together <laughs> and they have to talk to each other. And like, to me, the cruise is really almost the best vacation for that because yeah. oh, definitely. they're, they're, they're trapped together. Yes. Yeah, you, you have to disconnect. talk to each other. You cannot run away from your sisters, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> they, I mean, they love each other, but yeah. it's like, yeah, it yeah, really yeah. is sort of a unique bonding experience. And so we've done these holiday ones because that's when my kids are happen to be available. Sure. Yeah. Which you know, sense, I mean, yeah. literally I was seven nights on the fantasy New Year's Eve. I could have gone for half the price had I done it in August for the same itinerary for the same, whatever. Um, so you know, unless there's a pressing reason, would I tell you to spend an extra like $10,000 to get some fireworks? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, it, if you, if you're stuck spending the extra yeah. $10,000 because that's the only time you can see your kids, then totally it's worth it. cool. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So do you, what's your next one? Do you have another cruise planned? What's your, uh, what's your next one that coming up? Um, I have, I'm probably going to, I usually end up going on the dream for a three or four night oh, nice. some, at some point. Um, I have a fantasy already booked in September. That's i uh, I've actually personally never been to Mexico and I'm like, I need to go to back. Like Len, co-author Len has been to Mexico many times. My kids have been on a Mexico Disney cruise line with their grandparents. Oh wow. I have not. So like I specifically booked this one because it stops in Mexico. <laughs> and then, um, we are probably going to book either Christmas or new year's Eve for next, awesome. uh, next year. Um, anyway, so that's all lined up. Cool. Yes. Very cool. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty much all I had for, uh, for tonight. So I, I really, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on. This was, you have uh, not asked me the best question. Oh no. What did I miss? <laughs> I didn't tell you. I, I can't believe I, I I didn't tell you about it. the cool thing. New Year's Eve. Okay, so it was had nothing to do with New Year's Eve, but <laughs> on this cruise, um, my family's other than Disney obsession, which is a little weird. Our other thing that we do because we live in New York is we go to a lot, a lot, a lot of Broadway shows, and um, so uh, and we do a lot of Broadway related um, seminars and events and yeah. that thing. So. We're huge fans, obviously, of Bobby and uh, Christian Anderson Lopez, who wrote Frozen, right. as well as um, like Book of Mormon and Avenue Q yes. and a, yes. a ton of I, stuff, right? Yep. So not everybody would – like everybody obviously knows their music, let it go, yeah, okay, right? But not everybody might recognize them in person, So, but we did. Um, <laughs> and so they happened to be on this cruise that we were on like a couple weeks ago, and so – my daughter Josie, we're like walking through um like where Ulala is and she's like, I think I see Kristen Lopez. And I'm like, what? Who? What? And so lo and behold, Kristen Lopez walks right by and like bless my daughter's heart. She's like puts her hand out and introduces herself to her. What? And she could not have been nicer. Oh, she wow. was like the kindest, most generous, like she, you know, my 20 year old daughter who is obsessed with Broadway and music, by like she, music, she's like a music minor in college. She, she was, took so much time and was so kind and generous with my daughter. Like it would like, I'm like about to, I'm tearing up just thinking about it crying. That's right? really cool. And so she was so nice. And then, um, on new year's Eve, this is my good story on new year's Eve, um, like we were kind of dressed up and we had like 2020 headbands and glasses 
stuff, right? And so I took pictures of the kids, and I want somebody to take a picture of the family in front of the big tree in the atrium. And when situations like this evolve, I always look for a teenage girl to take the family photo because adults sometimes, like, if they don't have the same kind of phone or camera as you, they're like, if you ask a teenage boy, they're like, why are you talking to me? Strange woman that I don't know. You're old and scary looking. And then, but teenage girls are like, they will, you don't even have to ask. They're like, close up, far away, vertical, horizontal. They like, just do it because that's just what they do. And so so we're standing there in front of the tree and I see this teenage girl. And like, you also don't want to ask just like a random teenage girl, that's not with an adult. Yep. That's like, right? right. So I see a teenage girl that's clearly like there with a, like an adult man who seems dad-like, but he's sort of facing away. So I say to the girl, Hey, would you mind taking a couple photos for our family? And she's like, sure. Right. And so she starts to take my phone and then her dad, I didn't realize that it's the Anderson's daughter, the Lopez's daughter. Oh, sorry. And, and so the guy that's sitting there is Bobby Lopez, like double E dot. <laughs> Bobby Lopez, let it go. OMG. Right. And so I like, I like blank and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to bother you. My apologies. Like, so he takes my phone out of his daughter, who's like 14 or 15, out of his daughter's hand (laughs) and takes our family photos on New Year's (laughs) Eve. So he's not in the photos. Like my, my daughter did get one with his, with his wife. Um, earlier, but like the family photos from, you know, turning 2020, our family photos were taken by Bobby Lopez. Wow. And so that is like, uh, you know, I'm like, I can't even, I'm not even articulating cause it was so freaking cool. <laughs> that and, is so cool. Um, and then a couple days later they did a surprise, um, you know, thing in the main Walt Disney theater. Um, they, it was, they took about an hour and it was really cool. They, um, they talked about their writing process on uh, Frozen 2 and the musical themes. And they had a bunch of the cast from the main stage shows come out and sing songs in different ways and talked about why they made musical choices the way they did. And like I said, my kids are musicians. And so Josie, the one who is like was recognized, Kristen, at the beginning, she got to sing a little bit in front of the whole Walt Disney what? Theater. And it was just like you know, that was worth the the big money. Oh, wow. Something that you could have, it wasn't announced in advance. It wasn't planned. Just, and, and we randomly actually ran into a couple of friends that we didn't know were going to be on the cruise. So actually a really awesome cruise, none of which was like meant to be as awesome as it was, but it was just like, that was, I want to say this is like definitely one of our top two of our, you know, couple dozen Disney cruises. Um, So that, that was awesome. That is so Just cool. Like, I story because it makes me so happy. Yeah, no, thanks for sharing. That was awesome. I so I on Instagram that picture that of your family in front of the the Christmas tree that was uh, taken by Bobby Lopez. That's the one. Wow, that is so cool. That's so cool. And, and you're right. I can't believe I didn't ask you this. So I, the um, did you watch the the Frozen show on the Fantasy, the new show? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we did. I yeah. and I had I had um. I'd seen it before, but it's, it's really, it's great. It's a great, you know, the, the, the effects and the snow and, you know, it's, it's really fun. I'm very much prefer the, the show, you know, the shows that are specific to a, a, a movie or something. I don't, I don't love the ones that are like dream or like the piecemeal ones where they do songs from different, it's like, it's not a make make the story a story, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. I just I, you know, it was already on the wonder. I I I am a big fan of Disney coming up with new things for you know for their different yeah, yeah, ships. Yeah. I, I you know I, it kind of kind of feels like a 
an easy way out to just take a show that's on another ship and put it on, you know, a different one. So I agree. And I hope that, um, you know, for the new ships, they'll come yeah. up with some stuff. Yeah. And I hope they don't repeat any uh, uh, main dining restaurants either. So I agree. We'll yeah. See. And it would be it would be cool to do some new adult dining restaurants, definitely. too. Oh, definitely would be cool. Yeah. Yep. Have you seen um, Beauty and the Beast on the Dream yet? I have. Yeah. Oh, OK. I thought yeah. that one was just. Uh, amazing it was really well done so and it's won like all kinds of like legitimate broadway awards yeah you know yeah, not um, just cruise ship like broadway musical awards so yeah. i like the tangled cool. one too i like oh i love tangled yeah. yeah yeah i love all things tangled so we're our family's big uh big rapunzel fans so Cool. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for sharing that story. That is a, a really amazing experience. And I, so were they, so they didn't, they weren't on, they were on the ship because it was New Year's Eve, not because they were doing something with, you know, the, the musical, right? No. Well, they were, they did this one hour, like, yeah. presentation for the guests, but the, they were, they were incognito, you know, like for that sure. was okay. announced, like sort of the day of, basically. That's so cool. Um and you know, we just happened to recognize right. them in beast spazzes. So yeah. I'm sure that they're like, who are these stalkers? Make them go away. You know, we really weren't trying to stalk you that time. Um, but yeah. yeah. And also, um, and I'm going to pronounce his name wrong. Alfonso Ribeiro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the same cruise and he also did a thing. Um, oh, cool. You know, Dancing with the Stars yeah, and, yeah. Um, and Fresh Prince. And um, yeah. so, yeah, it was just, it was just wacky. Did you do the we Carlton? just kept. Yeah, uh, I think he did. I didn't see it, but <laughs> yeah. but they were all he and the Lopez's. We like they were up in Cabanas, like you know they were getting eggs. <laughs> they so were just cool. being. They were just like yeah, Alfonso. Alfonso was up there on New Year's Eve. Like yeah. we saw him walk by and give Chippendale high fives. You know it was cool. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, Aaron, thank you so much. This was really fun. I uh, I really uh, enjoyed talking with you. So I, I appreciate you taking the time. Sure. Good to talk to you. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening.